0: Explore the history, relationships, expertise, and data that go into ensuring Stein growers get maximum yield potential. This is the Stein Seedcast. Here's your host, David Thompson.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Stein Seedcast. I'm your host, David Thompson, National Marketing and Sales Director for Stein Seed Company. We've got another great episode lined up with special guests, expert insights, and discussion on everything you need to know about maximizing yield potential. First of all, I want to welcome Ann Clinton, who's my colleague and Stein's communications manager. She'll be serving as my co-host for the day. So welcome to the show, Ann.
2: Hi, David. Thank you.
1: Okay, so our guest today speaking with us is Kyla Berry, a grower from northwest Missouri who wears many hats on the farm. Welcome to the show, Kyla.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to be here today.
1: Well, today is a very special episode. On March 1st, Stein launched its fourth annual Women in Ag campaign, which is a month-long celebration recognizing women from all facets of the ag industry and the roles that they serve. Kyla has a unique background. She's a partner on the family farm, serves as a stay-at-home mom, runs a small business in the health and fitness industry. She keeps family, farming, and church top of mind, and she hopes to continue to build a legacy for future generations to come. We look forward to learning all about Kyla and her field in ag. So Kyla, to get us started, tell us a little bit about uh, your operation, where you're at, and just kind of your background.
0: So we live in northwest Missouri. We're from Maysville, Missouri, and we have corn, soybeans, and then either in the wintertime we kind of run feeder calves, or we custom graze cows in the wintertime on corn stalks, We actually just loaded out cows yesterday and sent them back to their home. So um, Alex, we're gearing up. He will be starting his 14th growing season this year. And so we're super excited for that. And the kids always love, you know, the planting season and stuff. So um, we do apply our own chemical and fertilizer. And then we just like to tackle harvest. We say it's kind of a family affair. Like (laughs) we do harvest and spring planting. We like to do that. It's kind of, you know, all hands on deck and we kind of go, and we're able to take the kids more and do that as a family together.
1: Yeah, awesome. Tell us about your path to to the farm. I understand that maybe you uh, didn't necessarily grow up on a farm.
0: I grew up on a dairy farm, so kind of a completely different type of farming. Like it was a whole new. I feel like for me, a learning level coming from like a dairy farm, where you know you kind of were involved like day to day stuff, and then. When you come to you know more of a, like the corn soybean you know row crop type farm, it was a con, you know completely different thing for me and learning that and learning like there's different seasons with that and then you know there's different day to day activities than like on the dairy farm with that. So it has been a whole new learning level for me with that.
1: There's just kind of one season in the dairy business, isn't there?
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So Kyla, what were your aspirations when you went into um, college? What did those early years look like uh, after you graduated?
0: So when I first went into college, I went and I went to be for an elementary education major. And so I actually ended up like I met my husband in high school through FFA. And so we kind of had a connection there, but we didn't actually start dating or anything until college. And we actually was like two different colleges. So kind of had a long distance relationship for a while, but I'm glad we reconnected. Um, and so, like I said, I went for elementary ed and I was a teacher after we got married. I was a teacher for three years. And so, I didn't end up, you know, being a stay-at-home mom and kind of going more like staying at home and being more involved on the farm until after I had the twins
2: and was staying at home. So, you've got a set of twins. How many other kids do you have? Um, I also have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. <laughs> it's a busy mom.
1: So, you grew up In agriculture, in the dairy business, and then you know, kind of migrated over to the kind of row crop side of the business. What did you learn as a newlywed starting out and and starting out in the in your farm operation? There, what lessons did you take in those early years?
0: Yes, yeah, I feel like there's lots of different lessons, (laughs) (laughs) but one for me that like really stands out is just with the seasons of row crop. You know, like sometimes it's kind of lonely, you know, or like isolated in a sense, you know, because if you are not like actually involved or going to the field, it can be a lonely season. And so I just learned, okay, if I want to see my husband and be involved in this, I'm going to the field. So that's what I did. I went to the field. I asked all the questions, you know, and just went and like rode with him and asked him, my husband and, you know, my father-in-law, all the questions about what was going on. And, you know, like, what does this equipment do? Because like I said, I grew up in a dairy farm. It was completely different. And so just even learning, you know, like, the different equipment that they use and why they used it was very interesting to me. And so I was thankful they didn't mind all the questions and still don't.
1: (laughs) What part of the process do you uh, tend to enjoy the most when it comes to growing season?
0: I really enjoy the planting part of it. It's just a really... Fast-paced, and I told my husband that too. Like that's something I'm really interested in learning more about. Learning more about, you know, the different variety of seeds that we grow, and different, you know, we grow stein beans and different corn variety and things. And so that's something I'm been asking questions and just you know interested in learning. And why are we planting this? And how come we're you know planting this on this ground? And what are we planting on you know a different field? And so I'm learning all of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like your education background is paying off there. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about, you know, during the growing season, what's a typical day like on your farm?
0: Um, Just like during the growing season, as we head into spring, Um, this year it might look different than it has in the past. Just because last year I had a brand new baby, and so I wasn't on, you know, like the farm day to day. But this year my husband's like, we're going to get you in the tractor and help with planting. So that will be a new fun learning experience again for me. But I just like the farm wife that takes the meals to the field at times, or, you know, like the farm. I call myself being like the farm Uber <laughs> because I'm always giving the meat, like, you know, taking, you know, the guys to different fields and stuff like that. And so, you know, helping with run parts in any way I can with different things like that. So, my day to day, you know, I always just, I'm like flexible. Like, I always try to keep my schedule open because I never know what the farm might need. You know, once the kiddos are off to school, can get them, you know, kind of where they are. Like obviously, you know, being a mom is still a number one priority, but I'm available and can help, you know, the guys do different things if they need me to.
2: Yeah. So Stein Seed Company is a family-owned business and it's very much a working farm. So as I have worked here at Stein, I've learned my my kind of place in that that process. What would you say is your place in the family farm? And How have you worked with your in-laws specifically to develop a legacy for your family?
0: Mostly, I mean, I work side by side with my father-in-law. Like my mother-in-law has always worked kind of off the family farm and so not really been like involved with the day-to-day and stuff. I mean, she's definitely there and helps during harvest. Whenever I was running the grain cart, she would pick the kiddos up for school, you know, like she could flex her work hours a little bit. And so she was able to help get the kids and stuff like that. So that's been very helpful. But really with working with my father-in-law, like I said, like just side by side, he's very open and nice to involve me in conversations and explain. And a lot of times he's a better teacher than my husband (laughs) (laughs) on running the equipment and things like that. You know, he's very patient with me. And so it's nice that he is open and, and like wants me to be involved and wants the kids to come and be involved. And so, I mean, I would, you know, just really enjoy that he's, you know, open to that, especially since it's something new, something new on our farm, you know, for me to be stepping in to help with that. Because like I said, you know, my mother-in-law doesn't work day to day on the farm and involved in it like I am. So it's kind of a new learning transition for all of us.
1: So you said you grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, I guess I'm curious, was it also maybe a multi-generational farm?
0: It was, but then it had stopped and then my parents had started it back up. So...
1: So I was just curious because farming is a unique business in the sense that you do spend a lot of time with your family. If it's a multi-generational operation, that's a rare, uh, I think, and unique opportunity mm-hmm. to get to know your family in a new and different way than most yes. of us are accustomed to. So I, I would assume that there's some lessons you've taken from that and the ability to get to know your family in that you know really deep, meaningful way.
0: Yes. Yeah. It has been really cool, you know, to see, like he said, even just the kids too, to see that and build that relationship, you know, in a working environment and to see the work ethic and, you know, the hard work and stuff it goes into. And, you know, the kids enjoy that, you know, and enjoy, you know, getting to see, you know, Nana and Papal as they call them. And so, but yes, and it's nice too, to build that relationship and trust. And I feel like, you know, just in the last few years that I've stepped into the farming operation more and learning more with it, I feel like, definitely our relationship has grown and, you know, it's a really good relationship. We can have open conversations about things and it's just really nice that we have that.
2: So how do you balance with your children and as they're getting older, the activities that are happening in town and it sounds like you may have a little bit of a drive to, to take them back and forth. How are you prioritizing what's important to you on the farm and the opportunities you want to give to your children outside of the farm?
0: Yes. Yeah. That is hard. It's been one of those things. It's been like a learning for us. We've definitely, you know, had to prioritize. We don't do everything. And we have those conversations with our kids and say like, okay, what activity do you really want to try? You know, because we can't, you know, do everything. And so we just have really had to prioritize and find out what's important to us. And like, what do we want our kids, you know, to learn and see, like, I know all those activities and everything's wonderful and great. But at times, like I said, we just can't do all of that, you know, but it is nice to, like I said, we have my mother-in-law, she is, you know, help with taking kids back and forth if we need to. We've had, you know, some really good friends in the community that's helpful if we do decide to do a few things. But again, we just really prioritize and find what's important and what will kind of go along with our values and what we want to teach our kids. And So there is sometimes, you know, we have to be like, all right, daddy's in the field, you know, Alex is going to the field, I will be the one to take you to this activity, you know, this game and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think what you're describing is some of the challenges that farm families face, especially with seasonality of different tasks on the farm. So one thing I was gonna ask you about is as a young family starting out, what are the bigger challenges that you know you face or that you see for young families starting out in a farm operation?
0: Yes. Yeah. I definitely think that is something that is challenging and tough because, you know, our kids sometimes don't get to do everything that all the other kiddos do. And so sometimes they're like, well, how come we can't do that? Or I really want to do that. And so just, you know, explaining to them and having those conversations, especially like our twins, they're seven and in first grade. So they're really starting to get, you know, you know, more involved or want to be more involved in things. And so we've just had to have those conversations. But I definitely think that that is one of the challenges, especially just as far out as we live to, you know, we're about 20 minutes to our kids school, like one way. And so just even, you know, like the time commitment it takes that it's a challenge, you know, we've had to be like, okay, again, you know, just explain everything. It's, you know, it can be a huge challenge and the kids want to be involved in everything. And not that we want to tell our kids no, and they can't do everything, but Sometimes you do have to set those boundaries and really kind of focus on your boundaries and go back again to what's important, what's your values, and what are we wanting to teach our kids, you know? And I always think of like five or 10 years down the road, what do we want our kids to be involved with? Where do we want them to go? You know, where do we want them to go later on in life? And so that's definitely a challenge, you know? And sometimes during harvest, we don't go do the pumpkin patch and, you know, things like that. But we're always like, okay, well, we're going to have far, you know, fun on the farm, on the you know, in the field that day. <laughs> That's definitely a challenge and a conversation my husband and I continue to have, I feel like, all the time. Yeah.
2: But you're creating memories in which some other children will not get to have. What are some of those highlights of the day-to-day life that you are very proud of that the opportunities you're able to, to give to your kids?
0: Yes, you know, the simple going and riding in the tractor, like during harvest, you know, I would take two kids, Alex would take two kids in the combine, and so We got, you know, you build a relationship, you know, in the tractor, in the combine, you know, just having conversations. Are the kids reading to you, which is fun, especially, you know, this year in first grade, they're really starting to read and things like that. And so it was really fun to do that. And even taking, you know, Kylan at that time, he was eight or nine months old in the tractor. And that was a very, you know, interesting Thing, but it was also so fun. It was so fun to watch, you know, like through his eyes and the excitement of seeing the combine, you know, like when he would see the combine, he was super excited. And even just, you know, yesterday when we were loading out the cows to head back to their home off of our corn stalks, our kids' school is a four-day school. So we don't go to school on Mondays. So yesterday, the kids was able to go over and help, you know, load out the cows and just even hold a simple gate. You know, the kids always think things like that, you know, is the best when they get to help do simple things like that on the farm.
2: <laughs> During this month, we are celebrating all women in agriculture and the contributions that they make in each field, is, is, so to speak. Is there somebody in your life, a particular woman who in, has inspired you to think differently about agriculture, who it's day-to-day maybe included in your life that you really look up to?
0: Well, of course, you know, I mean, there's a lots of women that I just have seen, you know, take their kids and be more involved in the farm and like they really inspired me and I want to be able to do that too. You know, I want to take my kids in the tractor and help, you know, like I said, it was a learning curve to get with the row crop side and like, okay, how can we involve our kids in this and how can I be involved in this? And so, you know, other women that I have seen, you know, on social media and things do that. I really enjoyed. And then I also have a really dear friend, um, Addie Yoder. She's a few years older than me and she's also a farm wife and has four kids and her kids are older than mine. And she has really inspired me, you know, to help me, you know, get on the farm and do more things and just how she kind of goes and how she's involved in the farm. And so I've really looked up to her and she's an amazing friend of mine.
1: You know, you mentioned social media. That brings to mind, I guess, another question I'd have is one of the hallmarks of growing up in rural America is that little bit of isolation that we've talked about throughout this interview. Has social media helped with connecting some of us who maybe didn't grow up in town?
0: Yes. Yeah. I definitely think so. Addie Yoder, I did actually meet her on social media. And so we've connected in real life and everything too. And we're good friends. But, Yeah, just having that social media part and seeing the other ladies and women and moms on the farm and women in ag has had really good support. You can always lean into them and have that community. You know, social media can be a really cool, amazing thing when you're sharing on it and finding other like minded ladies to do just even do, you know, life with if you connect in real life and connect together.
1: I guess, what advice would you have for young women who are considering maybe an occupation in agriculture, maybe farming, maybe ag-related, and whether they grew up on the farm or not, you know, I think maybe there, there are folks who are looking at agriculture as a good opportunity for them to make their life in. And I guess, curious if you have thoughts or ideas or, or advice for people who may be looking at that path. Yeah,
0: I definitely think, you know, do it. Do it scared is something that I've kind of, you know, have been telling myself just because sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone and doing those things, it's scary. You know, it's scary to start something new. You know, it's kind of scary to like, all right, I want to run the grand car. I'll help you do that. You know, just stepping out and do those things, but definitely, you know, do it, ask all the questions. That's one thing that I am sure my husband and my father all get tired of my questions, but that's how you learn, you know, asking all those questions. And that is one thing too. I said, finding other ladies in the ag community to support you, whether you have some in your family or in your town or on social media, you know, find those ladies because women in ag is a really cool, amazing thing. And there's so many women out there and they will help support you,
2: you know, and they will help answer all those questions if you have any questions or anything as well too. So as you spoke about social media, in many ways, um, as we're talking about other women in ag, it's a, it's a friendly group. Um, when you're considering your messaging out to consumers or to those who may not be familiar with your story, how are you telling your story? What do you think it's important to tell?
0: Well, sometimes I think you see farmers and people think, oh, they have flexible schedule. You know, I definitely want to share that part of it. It's hard work. It's not always easy. And that's something we want to teach our kids to, you know it takes time and it takes hard work and you definitely have to be, you know, passionate about it. We strive to keep our land well because we want to pass this on to future generations. And so I think that's a big thing that, you know, to share on social media, you know, share what the farm life is like, because I know some people don't understand just the day-to-day of what a farm family is like and how it You know, it's not only just the husband doing it, it's the wife and the kids and everybody that is involved, the mother and father-in-law. It's all, it takes, you know, an all,
2: all of us, you know, team effort for it to run fairly smoothly. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And and Kelly, you and I met by happenstance at a Stein event. We got to talking, and I just really resonated with your story because there were so many simil- similarities, but yet I, I saw so much um, enthusiasm for what you were doing, and we're really proud that you are a Stein customer. What is your affiliation, I guess, and experience with uh, the Stein brand? Why have you guys chosen to grow Stein? Um, and just just your overall experiences? You know, we've
0: really have enjoyed the Stein beans. You know, we we love the good products and everything that you have. We do really enjoy the beans and all the products and the technology and everything with that. And we have a really good DSM and he has been amazing to involve not only Alex, but me as well. You know, he's always been open, you know, for me and asking me things and, you know, always inviting me to things. And, which is really, I think, cool, you know, as a farmer and a woman in ag, because sometimes a wife just kind of gets, I don't want to say like overlooked, but you know, maybe they're not as involved. And so they don't, they just go to the husband with things. And so our DSM, you know, has been great with that to always involve me and the kids too, and invite us to things. And the customer service has been amazing. And it's really good. You know, we always have good communication too, which has been wonderful.
1: And I think we can give a nice shout out to, uh, to Andrew, Andrew Lance and, and his yes. wife, Jenny, a great Stein representative there in Northwest Missouri. So, yeah, fantastic. So in a broader sense, on that operation, you uh, work with a lot of different partners, a lot of different vendors, a lot of companies that help you do what you need to do. And I guess I'm just curious, what are the people that are helping you get things done? What's your expectations from the the companies that you guys want to partner with? And, you know, kind of what do you expect from the vendors? What do you expect them to deliver in terms of value for you?
0: And I would say one of the biggest thing is the good communication. You know, my husband and I are always like, You know, we like to have that communication open, you know, and talk about different options. And so that I know I feel like is a big part for us that we like to have. It's always good to have good customer service and conversations about different things, you know. And it's always good to have a vendor, somebody you can kind of relate with, you know, or just even have conversations that's not all about just the farm or just seed or whatever to have an actual conversation and can relate to as well.
2: You brought up a very good point and one that we talk about in some of our meetings, but um, you said Andrew Lance does a really good job on including you specifically into those conversations. What would some additional advice be for some of our other salespeople on how to include the female voice in those conversations as you're making input decisions?
0: Um, I would say, you know, I know Andrew is always really good, you know, about sending me a message being like, hey, you know, I left this for you guys and stuff too, just feeling like you're included, you know, and always asking, you know, like whenever he invites Alex, you know, he's like, hey, is Kyla going to come with you as well? Or I know there's even been times I think I've ran over there and grabbed something for them, you know, and it's not like he just treats you as a normal person (laughs) in a sense, not like you don't know anything. And so it's nice. You can ask those questions and you don't feel like you don't know anything, but he's also very helpful to like learn different things, you know. And a lot of those questions, you know, I do ask my husband and stuff too, just because (laughs) it's easier to ask. But just to have those Conversations are to have just the invite, you know, the invite and feeling welcomed. I think is a huge thing for women, especially farm wives and women in ag.
1: Yeah, and, and that's a great point. And as operations grow and become more complex, and just the overall world gets more complex, I think we have to understand that these operations are are a partnership in every every possible way. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's that that's great to. That, that we're talking to everyone who's involved, everyone who has a stake in that operation is important. And right. and like you said, communication is key. I think that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Question for you, Kyla, would be, you know, I'm sure that between the farm operation and your family, there's probably not a lot of time left in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody needs probably something that is their own and and so I'm curious as a either either for yourself individually or, or as a family you know what do you do to have that maybe that locked away time as separate from farm and the operation itself
0: I actually am like partnered with body and so I am like a health and fitness coach I have my own little side business on the side and so I have that where I do health and fitness. And so that has really helped me a lot. You know, I'm an early morning person and so I get up and I work out and have some time in the Bible like before like the kiddos get up. And so that is something that really helps me just, you know, to have that energy to keep up with my kids in the farm and everything, you know, and just to help have a you know a healthy lifestyle because being a farm, you know, sometimes it can be hard and stressful. And so Having that workout, you know, not only helps physically, but also mentally as well, too. And so that's something that I have really enjoyed doing for myself and something kind of different than the farm. And so I can show that to my kids as well. You know, like a healthy lifestyle goes not only just for, you know, it goes for anybody and everybody, too, that farmers need that as well.
1: You're right. It goes goes for everybody. But certainly in the area of agriculture, it's hard because particular times of the year, the hours are really, really long and uh, yeah, it, it's sometimes mm-hmm. a challenge to keep up with health and wellness, you know, just physically and mentally <laughs> sometimes. Yes. So that's that's good that that's yes. something you've got that you're focused on.
2: So, Kyla, as you look towards the future, what do the next few years look like for you and your family?
0: You know, of course, with like, the kids getting older, we'll probably get more busy, I'm sure, with different activities. And just like as we're going into the future, you know, I know there you know, The farm's always changing and growing with the farm, you know, aspect of it, and so we're definitely. Since I, you know, the last few years, like I said, I've kind of stepped into more of the farming role and helping on the farm operation. Just learning more for me, you know, is a big thing as the years come ahead. Like learning more and learning the planning process and all that is really interesting to me, and learning about that and just keep you know involving our kids on the farm, you know, and that's something. I'm sure we'll have more conversations as they get older, you know, what we're involved in and what we do, but definitely, you know, just keeping our priorities in line, you know, and always, like I said before, we always kind of look like, what do we want it to look like in five years? You know, like, what do I want to be doing in five years? Where do we want our farm to be in five years, you know, and how can we maybe diversify it or how can we grow it, you know, and change different things on our farming operation?
1: So anything in particular on that five-year plan that you're, Really, really focused on.
0: Um, nothing really, you know, right now that we have in mind, like for sure. But you know, just being something that my husband and I talked about, just being open to change, you know, or whatever might be coming our way. You know, there might be opportunity to grow, maybe in the row crop side. You know, maybe we grow with like having more feeder calves or something like that. You know, we don't have anything like set in mind, but that's something that we've talked about. You know, just being open because it seems like a change will hit you all at once and you're like, oh, okay, this is what it was going to be, you know? So just kind of being open to, you know, being diversified and seeing where it might take us.
1: Roll with the punches.
0: right? Yeah. Something (laughs) like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've been visiting today with Kyla Berry, a proud woman in ag from Northwest Missouri. Kyla, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you guys for having me. I've been honored to be here and, I'm just excited to share my story a little bit more with other women at ag. So thank you guys again.
1: Well, that's our time for today. I'd like to thank our guests and our listeners for joining us on another episode of the Stein Seedcast. We'll be back again soon with more expert interviews and insights about all things Stein. And to never miss an episode, subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found.
0: Subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. To learn more about Stein and its elite corn and soybean genetics, visit steinseed.com. Stein has yield.